Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Warren. I'm Henry. I'm Andrew. And this is episode 91. Welcome, everybody. Happy Monday. Wow. Happy whatever day it is, whenever you're listening, wherever you are. For some of you, it might be Tuesday if you're listening live. And uh, we're happy that you're here with us. Cheers to you. Welcome. Welcome. 91? 91. 91. Holy crap. close there, guys. We're getting close. Yeah, our 100th episode is going to be the weekend, or the Monday of, what is it, June 12th? I think we'll be in number 100. Wow. No, it'll be July 12th. July 12th. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Almost two years of doing this. That's nuts. Yeah, the bummer is, the whole thought process was, we were going to have enough tour stories we had enough saved up so that when we went on tour again, we could like keep putting them in the bank and uh, we just couldn't go on tour anymore to make any more tour stories. So, and then last year happened. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we got a couple from this Arizona party, but we haven't really even like unpacked them ourselves to, you know, <laughs> right. there's a tour story right. and then it happens. And then you have to tell it like five or six times before it becomes real and like a thing. Yeah, and I feel like we haven't really done that with this last trip, but there is a lot of fun stuff to unpack. Yeah, lots that of was not ready to talk about it yet. That's a fun shit. desert party. Yeah. Oh man, the party so on good. the river. Party so on good. the river. Party on the river. That we did. Indeed. Spent a week on that river. <laughs> Felt like it. Sure felt like it. It was all of two days, right? I was only there for the the one day. That's all it takes. It's two days after we've been cooped up for a really long time. Yeah. 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 For real. It is nice that things are starting to come back though. Like we've 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 been getting hit up a lot uh recently for other shows and, and other opportunities and stuff. So the summer's looking very promising as far as uh getting out there and and seeing some of you guys. It is. I, I think I was joking about this the other day. Erica brought up a weekend and she goes, do you think we could do something this weekend? I was like, no, I have a gig. And she's kind of bummed for a second. And I had, we have this feeling of like, oh, that hasn't happened in a while. Oh, wait, that used to happen all the time. Oh, wait, this is coming back. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I, you know, I booked over, throughout a weekend. Like, shows are coming back. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty funny. Speaking of weekends and weeks, though, Steve, how was your week? Ooh, my week was good, man. Uh, we so last Monday, I started uh, my part of the uh, John Philbrick record that I've been working on uh, with the guys up at Treehouse Recording, and uh, I was back up there on Thursday doing some keyboard stuff and got to work with uh, the the great uh, Greg Bissonette and Tim Landers um, in the room just cutting. We did we cut three songs nice. on Thursday and then went over to Warren Hewitt's uh, Spitfire studio and cut two tracks for two product demos for Produce Like a Pro. And uh, yeah, it's just been a really wild week of getting everything like recorded and put together and and this whole month is pretty much just every day it's recording, you know, at least two to two to three, four or five songs 
every day um, for different projects that are all kind of coming to fruition right now. And uh, today I got to uh, get on a uh, hop on a call with uh, the great Dave Egger, uh, who's a uh, cellist and a string arranger, the string arranger that's worked with like Nora Jones and Evanescence and like just, you know, basically any strings that you've heard on any record in the last little bit, this guy's been a part of. And he was super nice guy and really cool. And, uh, we're talking about, uh, this Thursday, we're going to go in and start putting together string arrangements, uh, for the Philbrick record. And yeah, I'm really pumped on it. And then I had, uh, I had a night off randomly. I got double booked, uh, for my, my normal Friday gig. So I actually had like a night off for the first time in months. And uh, Robert and I went out and grabbed some drinks and met up with the inn and just kind of had a low-key night. And that was really much needed. And uh, and then the weekend was was great. We had Hangar 24. And they had uh, the Great North Special played. And Warren was up there on bass. I got to run sound for that. And that was super special and fun. And yesterday, church gig. And and uh, then went home and took a nap. And then got up and knocked out like five songs of background vocals. And it was, it was great. It was nice. So, yeah, it was good. What about you, War? Just the typical week for Steve. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I had a busy week. Lots of stuff going on. Um, I got a massage at the end of the week. That was nice. I haven't gotten a massage in a while. I feel like spas have been closed. Um, not like I go all the time, but it was good to to get a little rubbed out. Um, and then I got to play with the Great North Special guys at Hangar 24, which was super fun. Um, you know, the music on the runway showcase, which happens every Saturday in Irvine, California, brought to you by OC music showcase in Hampton productions. Um, yeah, it was a really cool time. Uh, Casey Sullivan, local, uh, musician and, uh, hometown hero brought out, uh, this bitchin projector and John had his smoke machine. I think Casey had (laughs) at. And projected this like laser show above the stage. And it was funny because at the time I saw from where I was standing, I didn't look up too much, but I saw that there was lasers and stuff coming down. And it wasn't until I went back and looked at the photos and saw how crazy it looked from the perspective of the audience. Uh, I don't know what kind of software runs that sort of stuff, but it was like, I saw Muse one time and their light show was crazy. And it was like kind of the same thing, like rotating circles and all sorts of cool shit. So that was a, that was a pretty cool uh, addition to the live show. And then, uh, yeah, you know, spent some time for mother's day with my mom and um, uh, it was Cinco de Mayo. I got to celebrate with uh, an old high school buddy of mine, old childhood friend, Mike P. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of uh, getting through. Things are coming back. It's exciting to start booking shows again. Um, And if you guys are curious, whenever we are playing, if you check our bands in town or our song kick, you can find all of our current Robert John and the Wreck live dates listed there. It is an easy place to track where we're playing and we have shows coming up all over Southern California. And uh, hopefully we will be out in Europe in September. So stay tuned for that. And uh, Henry, how was your week? Uh, My week was good. Um, You know, it was another week at uh, the record store, uh, Cream Tangerine Records. Um, I talked about it last week, but this was another full week of work over there. And um, 
man, we're getting some crazy stuff in right now. Um, I, I think I probably said that last week, but it's like getting uh, like my mind is getting even more blown by the crazy stuff Parker's getting. Like he's getting all these used collections of stuff that like is like mind blowing. And um, yeah, same for like a lot of a lot of new stuff that um, I'm getting turned on to, which is really cool. I'm getting turned on to all sorts of different kinds of music and things like that. Um, and just getting to really have a cool experience of, uh, you know, I put the records on and it's in this public space basically. And so I'm kind of providing this like sonic wallpaper for the common area around the record store. Um, that's really cool. Um, uh, it also gets really slow there. So if you're ever in the area, come visit me. Cause, uh, chances are there will be a spare minute to chat and hang out and talk music or whatever. And if you're into vinyl, uh, you're a fool not to visit this spot, especially as we get more and more cool stuff. Cream Tangerine Records in Costa Mesa. The owner Parker is a very good friend of the band, very good friend of mine and everybody really cool. Um, aside from that, this weekend I found out, uh, that one of my best friends, Aaron Peart, who, who did sound for us, uh, got an offer at his previous job at City Winery in New York City. Um, he got invited back, and he's going to take it. So he's leaving at the end of the month, which I'm I'm bummed about because um, he's a you know one of my best friends. But uh, he's also moving out. So uh, this last weekend on the eighth, it was his birthday, which meant we had to party, especially knowing he's leaving at the end of the month. Um, and uh, yeah, we went a little too hard Friday. Let me just say, <laughs> and. Uh, I was not in a good place to be social or go to a show the next day, which is sadly why I was not at the Great North Special Show, even though I really, really wanted to go. Um, I was, yeah, I was pretty beat up and uh, wound up <laughs> turning into kind of a bender. But I'm out of it now. I wrapped it up quickly. It was good. It's, it's over with. Um, happy birthday, Aaron. Uh, you know, good friend of mine, great sound guy, and uh, off to hopefully greener pastures in New York City at the end of this month. Um, that was it. You know, that's about it. Yeah, How about just, you, Andrew? It's just a little venue, that city winery in New York City. It's just <laughs> right. small little, <laughs> small little <Yeah. laughs> tiny little stage. <laughs> right. Nobody's ever heard of it. It's Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah, not a big deal. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked for him. Uh, how about you, Andrew? I had a pretty boring weekend compared to y'all. I did a, uh, I had two taco nights with carne asada, I guess. It's the taco season. So Friday, uh, I went to a barbecue and then Sunday again for Mother's Day, I went to a barbecue. And so I probably eaten more carne asada this weekend than I have all, all year, which is a good thing. And then Saturday, I just took off because I was like, I just need a complete day off to just sort of like recharge. And um, I was going to, you know, um, I, I pretty much drive to Orange County at least twice a week. And so I was thinking I was going to get the whole weekend off from driving to Orange County. And then Sunday I just went to my sister lives right next to Hangar in Irvine. So <laughs> I was just like right over there again. It didn't even matter. Orange County keeps, you know, pulling me back over there. Um no, it's cool. On Saturday, I basically just walked around Pasadena for like hours. Um, 
I, I've lived here for a really long time and I sort of don't get to explore like I would if I just like didn't have to drive to Orange County all the time. So I just went and like checked out shops and normal stuff and restaurants and whatever I'm missing, you know, like weird things that are hidden places that I don't know. Apparently there's a barbecue restaurant within five minutes walking distance of my house that I never knew existed. So for all the guys in the band who know how into barbecue I am to not know about that place, <laughs> it's pretty like crazy. Yeah. It was hidden though. It's called the, the cobbler factory, something about cobbler. It's all about cobbler, but then they just serve barbecue in addition to the cobblers that they make. So that was the caveat. So I went and ate and hung out in Pasadena and then had my own little Cinco de Mayo, Mayo party with Amanda. And we made some margaritas and hung out on Saturday night. Nice. But I'm sad because now I want to see all those lasers. Because that sounded <laughs> really cool. I saw the pictures and it looked awesome. And I watched the videos and that looked awesome too. Lasers are fun. Oh, and and bubble machines. Don't forget about that, John Hampton. If you were listening, love those bubble machines. Yeah. Are you guys turning into Steve Aoki? You're just gonna have foam oh. parties now and be spraying foam. Yeah. And then we're gonna throw cakes so, at people. So fun, funny story. The uh, so <laughs> the bubble machines were going, and uh, I've I've done a lot of like outdoor music events and stuff, working production over the years. And uh, I completely forgot to check like what direction the wind was blowing at that time. And so one of the, <laughs> one of the bubble machines was literally just blowing right into the speaker stack. And I was like, Ugh. and John came up, he's like, the bubbles, like they're awesome. I'm like, yeah, but can we turn that one off? Like on stage left, like it's blowing right into the speaker stack. I don't want it to mess anything up but the, the speakers were fine um but it was it was really fun the kids the kids running around were having a just total blast with all the bubbles and stuff but i think next time i'm gonna i'm gonna pop them like on the stage or something instead of like in the truss but that was really fun. yeah you know it goes well with bubble machines and lasers and fog oh yeah Oh. <laughs> By the way, uh, Couch Coucherson says, hey, guys, let's change gears here and talk about couches real quick. We're like oh, 76 wow. Don't even get me started on couches, Couch. That's okay? amazing. Damn. I, I can't stop once we get started, you know. Yeah. They're, they're so comfy, and I just want to <laughs> s- sit on them and watch you know what goes TV great with bubbles is couches for 176 Play video minutes. games. Play video games on them. Play guitar on them, you know. Yeah. I, I just got couches. a new couch. Love couches. Love couches. You don't like couches, you suck. <laughs> not my couch, not my not problem. Not my couch, not my problem, yeah. <laughs> you know what goes great with couches, though, too, is uh, is beers. Is beers. Yes. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so Couch Coucherson says, uh, he has a question for you, Andrew. Can he move? He wants to take a gander at the bad boy behind him. Uh, <laughs> I, is that a couch or is that, is that a futon? <laughs> It's not. It's a bed. It's neither. Oh. It's a bed with drums on it. Well, isn't yeah. a bed just a couch without a without a back or an armrest? You know? <laughs> kind of like just, just the glasses. Cushions. Couch. We're on anyway. a roll. We got all these interesting <laughs> commenters. The last I just love weeks. that somebody created the name Couch Coucherson. That's amazing. Anyway, I'm. I feel I'm, like every time. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go for it. I feel like every time I try to make a fake account on Facebook, it always knows. And it's like, you can't do that. <laughs> and then somehow couch Coucherson over here has no problem making like a fake Facebook account. 
He probably, That's like, amazing. they gave him, like, nine credit cards or something like that already. Coach Kouserton sounds like a real name. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> I am not sitting on a couch right now. I'm sitting on a bed. I'm on a drum throne. Although, you know what? A couch is basically just a bed, you know, just reformatted, you know? Furniture is all the same stuff. It's just reformed into different things, you know? So He's from Couch in South Carolina, by the way, guys. Okay. I love it. That's great. Is everything a couch there? I'm guessing everything must be a couch there. Everything's a couch, a couched for? Couched in South Couchalina. <laughs> How fuck? <laughs> All right, we digress. Uh, we're, ma- um, we're making enemies. <laughs> we we we, we are drinking here, and I'm I'm I've got this is the last one that I have from uh, from Taps Brewery in Tustin Mason Ale Works. This is the Bopple Dock, which is a Doppelbach. That's uh, I believe it's barrel aged. It's uh, well, I'm not going to tell you the ABV. You can uh, you guys can guess on it. But it's nice. It's it's not completely uh, opaque. There's, you can see a little bit of light through it, and it's just delicious. And it's got this creaminess to it, and uh, I really like it. I've I've not found a beer from Mason Ale Works and Taps Brewery that I haven't liked yet. So I'm really excited to go back at some point this week and uh, buy more beer from them. So. Can I ask you a question? It, yes. it, this is just stuff they have there, right? It's all made by different breweries, but it's just stuff they have available there. Uh, they have, if, if I, if, if I'm correct in this, uh, they do have um, a bunch of. Uh, they they make their own beer there, and then they they. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if they can it all there, but um, I know that like the uh, like the chai. Cider and uh, the the other ciders and stuff come from a cider company, and uh, Mason Ale Works works with a lot of different uh, companies. But Taps actually has their own brew house there at the at the one in uh, in Tustin, and so they do a lot of uh, they do some of the cannings like the Crowlers and everything like I have here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right that one's there. made by them. That's their logo, right? Yes. Yeah, and it's this cool. Uh, it's a T with a trumpet, like a like a bugle, like taps, like. You know. <laughs> exactly. that, that song is called Taps. I have a bugle. Really? It's going to get up in my headphones. Here, hold on. Nice. Can we guess the ABV while Warren disappeared? Yes, absolutely. Oh, wow. That was quick. You just said that like on hand. I have a bugle. Does it work? You guys want to hear it? Yeah. yeah. My neighbor's going to hate me real quick. <laughs> it's as good as I can do. Nice. <laughs> Maybe they won't hate you because they'll be like, at least he doesn't play that bugle like we thought he did. <laughs> also, in my mind, your neighbors are really good at identifying brass instruments through the wall. So they like, definitely know that a it's a bugle and yeah. not a trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be funny. That's It'd be funny if he blasted back like some sort of sick lick, like he was a horn player <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh, it's oh, on now, neighbor. Like that's your goal. You got to learn how to play the lick on that bugle. 
<laughs> Damn, that's, that's hard. I bet Steve could do it. You just have to get high enough where the partials are, are uh, right next to each other. Bugle's tough, man. It is. But, but yeah, anyway. what, what, what do you think the AV, ABV is on this guy? Oh. I'm showing the showing the camera because nine Henry nine uh, nine point five Andrew six point zero war I'm going eight two it is ten percent oh really oh yeah Dang. and it does not taste wow. it same yeah. as same as all all of the other uh, drinks that we've yeah. tried from there uh, war what you got man what are you sipping on. I went and visited my friend Caitlin, who works at uh, Left Coast Brewing Company, which is now right down the street from me. And I got these IPAs. It's their Orange County IPA. They're from San Clemente. It's good. They have great food. They're down the street. It's cool that they've expanded from San Clemente to Irvine. The only thing that sucks about the location is the parking is terrible. I'm just going to throw that out there. But it's close enough that I can ride my bike. So one of these days, I'm going to ride my bike there. <clears throat> but they have, like, good, like, barbecued food, like fried pickles and shit and, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. But this is a great IPA. I think it's a very good uh, Orange County IPA, no pun intended. I could see this. I could drink this, I don't know, anywhere. Nice. Good beer. Isn't uh, what about you, Henry? Is, is the brewer uh, your buddy? At that, at that, that's the one with the uh, distillery, too, right? It is the one with the distillery. I don't know the guy who brews there. My my friend Caitlin works there. She's worked there for a little bit. Gotcha. So okay. I, pro- I probably met him a couple times, but I, I wouldn't say we're friends or anything like that. But if you're in Irvine or San Clemente, go check it out. Left Coast Brewing. Nice. What about you, Henry? Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. Um, I am also drinking something from Mason Aleworks. I believe, I think Steve had this last time. This is the You're My Only Hope uh Mason Aleworks with the R2-D2 on the can. Oh, I yeah. love that. Um, we talked about the last this last week already. It's 13%. It's an imperial pastry stout with chocolate and strawberries. Um, this is pretty intense. I'm not going to lie. This is, a, this is a very hearty beer. Uh, it's very thick and syrupy and... Um, You'll notice if you're watching, I haven't drank in much of it. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, because it's got a lot of alcohol in it. So I'm trying to pace myself tonight because otherwise I'm going to be a mess. Like halfway through the podcast, that's not a very good idea because you guys don't want to hear me talk about stuff at that level. It's not going to be, It'd be funny. Anybody. I don't think Henry's ever been drunk for a history lesson, <laughs> but we should like make it a segment. Like like a special one, maybe for the hundredth episode, okay. we'll do drunk Henry's drunk history. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a cross between Henry's history lesson and drunk history. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. So like, Perfect. Uh, David Bowie. Yeah, you know, I'll get. He was super drunk. He was flamboyant. <laughs> <laughs> he was cool, man. I like him. He's great. He also had the best face. costumes. Ain't on his face, man. His fucking guitar player is great, man. Oh, man, so good. Yeah. Not tonight. I'm going to resist. Not tonight. I'm feeling it, but not at that level. Uh, how about you, Andrew? I am drinking, apparently, the God Cider, Chimey a River, 
and it has lived up to his name as the God Cider because it is freaking really good. Um, <laughs> it is like not super sweet, which would already discount. It's like just the right amount of sweet, and it, it's like uh, it has all these spices in it, like the chai spice stuff. So it just makes it really, really well balanced. And like if I if I'm having just a cider, it needs to be really, really dry and almost tastes like a wine or something like that. But the fact that this has a lot going on just makes it a much better experience than just drinking a cider or just drinking a dry, uh, dry cider. It's really, really, really good. Um, yeah, I'd order that like anywhere. So that's awesome. The God Cider lives up to its name. Chime me river, everyone. Actually go out and then get this. It's like full band approved. Yeah, full band. And you can get that at Taps Brewery in Tustin which is right at uh, the corner of Red Hill and something else. But right there, just type in Taps Brewery and Barrel House. And uh, go grab yourself some good shit. And uh, our special guest is here, and let's bring him out real quick and see what he is drinking. Mr. Daniel Bonte, what's up, dude? Hey! How are you, man? Hell yeah. There he is. (laughs) What's going on? How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Good. Are you good. Uh, are you sipping on anything right now? I'm actually currently outside of PF Chang's. I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> but uh, we're <laughs> like a bootleg uh, Mother's Day celebration. So nice. tonight, but I, I wanted to hop on and hang out with you guys because my mom sucks. No, I'm just kidding. No, she's <laughs> awesome. Uh, no, this is just kind of a second celebration. So I figured yeah. Yeah, I've already done it once. You know, I've done my oh, time. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no. How are you guys? How are you guys doing? Doing great, man. Doing Good. great. Good to see you. I, I I don't actually think I've ever met Henry. I have not. I've met never. You before, I, I've never. I've never met Warren. I've definitely like, met Andrew. He doesn't remember me because I, I was that creepy guy after a show that said, great job. And he was like, thanks a lot, dude. Fuck off. And then um, <laughs> and then Steve, I know for sure, obviously, because. Uh, yeah, Dan, Dan uh, and I have uh, recently um, gotten together a few times and and been co-writing and, and uh, putting some stuff together. And, and uh, Robert and I went over to Dan's house uh, a couple months ago and. Did a co-writing session where we worked on one tune for uh, the we were working on with the wreck and, and brought him in on and then uh, he had a, a song with his band Daniel Bonte and the Bonafide that uh, that we worked on and and just got to sit around and drink some uh, some Kona Kona beers and mm-hmm. and kick it. It was a good night, a few man. Hours, man. Yeah, it was a great time, dude. Until my roommate freaked out. My room <laughs> my roommate's a special ed teacher, so she wakes up at like. 6 a.m. And that day she had gotten her second COVID shot. And so we're in the living room, like playing these songs and just balls out. Right. We were like 15 (laughs) beers deep at this point. Like probably everybody's like four (laughs) beers deep and we're just playing these songs. It's like 1030. She sends me a text message. Like, can you shut the hell up? I'm like, like, I hate country. No, I can't. No, I'm sorry. I can't. And then she, and then these guys are out there like chain smoking, like, freaking blanche from golden girls they're on the on the patio just chain smoking and like uh my roommate comes out she's like 
that's it. I've had it. You guys got to go. At 1230, I was so embarrassed. I was like, dude, my mom just came out and said, you guys got to go. So it was bad. <laughs> and now everybody that's watching this knows about it. So fucking beautiful. Yeah. But it was a good night, though. I had a great time writing with you guys. And, dude, I, I can I just say thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I have so much respect for you guys. You guys dude, of course. Everything man. you're everything you're doing, you guys are amazing, the music you're putting out. And honestly, um, you know, not a lot of bands locally in SoCal have done what you guys have done. And uh, it's really cool to, like, I mean, I've been following the band since pretty much, I think, the first album. And it's really cool to see what you guys are doing. Um, obviously, Warren and Henry, I know you guys are kind of newer in the mix, but I mean, dude, talk about bringing it, bringing it to like a whole new level. It's awesome. Thank you. Means a lot. Yeah, thank you, man. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Andrew, you've always been fucking awesome. So can we just, you know, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just fucking go with that, dude. Like, we'll just go with that. Um, what, uh, Dude, I, I, I was talking to Steve the other day because him and I are actually going to write on Sunday. And, yeah, man. Uh, he said you guys got a record coming out. That's awesome. We do. We're super excited about it. And uh, what is what is the kind of the, the vibe of this record? Like what's, what's, what's going to be like the, the, the MO for it? Not everyone jump up. All right. right. All right. <laughs> well, I'll just go F myself then. All right. Cool. Oh, no, awesome. no, no, no. You're I was good, waiting for no, you guys to say no something. Say oh. I'm like, uh, I was, uh, it's a, I, we always do a little bit of everything, I guess. It's always yeah. like, we don't like staying in one place. So yeah. um, I feel like it's a little more soul oriented. I, I yeah, guess thanks. like that's a good way to put some of it. But some of it's like the good old boy rock and roll stuff that we usually do. And then some of it's like um, nice. just stretching the walls, if that makes sense. <laughs> it came out That's grosser cool. than I thought it would. <laughs> like, more, like, more jam, like more jams? Like more jams on it or more? Mm, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Like jams like in soloing and stuff like that, right? Yeah, kind of um, like, like extended solos and it's stuff a, like that. It's it a songwriting almost, record. It's, it's yeah, the opposite it's, of that. Nice. Cool. I'm not happy about that at all. I want a whole record of guitar solos. <laughs> and that's cool. what we but, can start right. on next week. But a lot of the songs lend themselves to have those solo sections, yeah, like, totally, like, yeah, like a typical Robert John song where it's like, yeah. oh, you can listen to Cold Night and then you come out and see it. It's 15 yeah. minutes. You know what I mean? Like right. we have yeah, those. Sure. Cold, Cold like, Night on the album was like, what, like four, mi- four minutes and 10 seconds four. or something like that. And like. I don't think we've Dude, done it under 12, like in the last yeah, like eight years. Songs, you know, like, yeah. It's like every minute that it goes past 10, I just want to say like, okay, if they play it, if they play it one minute equals a 12 pack of beer, like <laughs> you're like a minute 16, like bring it on, yeah. Dude, bring it on, like make it a 30 rack. You know what I mean? Like you guys are just, that's awesome, dude. But it is I, fun. And, like you, and the, 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 the album is a really rad listen from top to bottom. And, uh, Last slide on the highway. Uh, the, the, the new one that, that we have. Oh, the out. new one. Okay. Yeah, cool. and uh, yeah. Last slide on the highway just turned one. By the way, one when, years uh, old. Dude. I yeah. showed that to my showed that to my band guys, dude. I was like, hey, stop sucking. This is what we need to do. All right? <laughs> like we need, to, we need to get our shit together. Like, <laughs> we need to make this happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if you guys don't want to make this kind of record, then get out. Like I'll yeah. I'll Venmo you right now. You're out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, it's, I love my guys, dude. I'm, 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 uh, I'm really lucky because, like you guys, I mean, I know you guys are all best friends, and you guys are all really close. My guys, 
dude, I got the best bandmates in the world. They're awesome guys. They really are. They're very talented. They know their craft. They care about what they're doing. And they're all, we're all just a bunch of dorks, dude. We love to play music and love to hang out and drink beer and drink whiskey. And that that was such a rad, that that was the first time that I've ever done when, when I came over to your place uh, a couple of months ago, me me and Robert came over to do that co-write with you. And you had uh, at least two of the other guys in the band there. And that, yeah, that was Jeff my first time. Yeah, that was yeah. my first time like doing a co-write like with several members of another band. Like I've done yeah. co-writes with people one on one and co-writes with like, you know, two on one or something like that, but to have three people from one project and two people from another like really getting together and like melding minds and and you know, hearts and emotions and stuff like that like all around and we were sitting around your dining room table for hours, you know, just coming up with stuff and it was so collaborative and like Everybody was adding something, you know, to it constructively and stuff. Like, it was really cool, man. Like, it, it was it a was, great time, man. It was a wonderful experience. And then just, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, let's just take a shot of whiskey real quick and see what first comes time out. You had to take, first time you had to take your pants off at the front door, too. Yeah, I know. It was like college all over again. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, whose hand is that? No, I'm just <laughs> Who cares? Uh, I'm here. No. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was cool, man. It was a really, a really good time, and we got, we actually were able to finish one song and got to. A set. We did two songs that night. That was yeah. really cool. That was fun, and um, and in like three and, and a half was, hours too before your roommate came down. And the thing is, too, is what I've noticed is I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but in songwriting sessions, and I know that all of you guys bring songs to the table, which is is kind of different from my band like my bass player actually for the first time my bass player just brought a song that him and his sister wrote to the band the drummer doesn't really do that um it's mainly me and the other guitar player jeff that have song concepts and then mark our other guitar player he kind of takes like a producer role kind of like just says okay hey this is kind of what i'm hearing this is rhythmically and groove wise he's the guy that kind of steps in and says this is what i want to do this is what i'm hearing tell me what you guys think I definitely think each band needs like somebody that kind of has more of a producer mindset um, who can step in and and say, Hey, like, you know, this is kind of where I see it going. And the other guys give their buy-in, but somebody who kind of has like the, the, I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. Like the avatar brain that allows the the, the whole big picture mentality. Yeah. Yeah. They see beyond like the woods and and be able to make recommendations that you wouldn't normally think. Yeah. Yeah, that's- I call that uh, because I've seen it in other rooms. Yeah. Um, uh, that's usually what I do uh, in the room, and yeah. uh, I call it the punch-up guy. The punch-up yeah. guy is the guy in the writer's rooms, where, or if you're writing a comedy show or something like that. He can't write the original joke or whatever, but he's the guy who makes it funnier every time that, you know, that, exactly. oh, look, look ah. We could take this thing and bring it to the next level. I'm really good at that punch-up guy role. But, yeah, that's that's a – you need that guy. You do. And you also need the guy who's, like, um, I think in a band, you need the, the glue guy. Like, you need the guy who's going to, like, kind of bring everybody back down to earth. And for, for us, that it's my buddy Jeff, my guitar player Jeff. He did, he's, he's just been in a lot of bands. He's been in everything from, like, a hip-hop band to a punk band to an indie band to a rock band. And he's just – played a lot of gigs and he's the guy who kind of will always just be even keel in the room other people might you know get passionate tempers will get going and then he'll be the guy that's just solid 
all the way through and he's the glue guy for sure. I think every band has that as well, but, um, I've kind of hijacked this podcast, by the way. I don't know if you guys had questions. No, or... you're good, man. <laughs> no, I, no, I've sla- I slammed like three beers with my family like, before I got on here. So. Get it. This is... And Henry's just like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, talking about who, who, who the fuck are you, why don't you give us a little background? I mean, I know that I know of you just from playing music and we, you know, growing up in the same area, or I mean, playing music in the same area, we cross paths at different venues. Yeah. I know some of the same musicians you've played with, but I don't know your full story for how you guys and the Bonafide came about um, in Costa Mesa. Maybe that's a good place to start real quick to explain to some of our fans kind of your background and what you do in, in the area and stuff like that. It's a simple story, man. Not much to it. It's I, I moved out here from Indiana and uh, tried to start a country band when I first moved out here. I moved to North Hollywood, which was weird. I won't go into detail, but it was weird. And I put out an ad to start a country band, and like, I got a Craigslist reply that was like the 60-year-old dude that played fiddle. I'm like, this isn't going so well. So, is it on misconnections? Um, so, yeah. So then I just gigged with some blues bands for a while because that was, you know, I got instant opportunities with that. And then, and then finally started going to like jam nights and meeting musicians and, and was able to connect with a couple guys like uh one of my first renditions of my band was steven musselman chris lubeck a couple guys that like play in the la scene a lot um and then over the time to- over time like just brought in different band members and and i i don't really i don't play i just i sing and i write lyrics and write melodies so i i i Dude, I've been very blessed to meet some great players along the way. Some guys that you guys probably know and um, and that have been able to kind of help me take kind of the song concepts that I kind of think about and help them take to the next level. I mean, I would be nothing without them. I really wouldn't. So that's kind of where I went. And uh, as far as cultivating like what I'm doing and what, what you know, country music has really blown up. And, and in Southern California, especially you know, we're not really in rural America. This isn't, you know, Indiana where I grew up or Ohio or Pennsylvania or one of these other town, you know, cities or towns that, that have a small population. There's a lot of people in LA, but the market is there. There's a lot of people that love country music and it's grown and grown and grown. And we could go on to the, we could go down the rabbit hole about, you know, what is country music versus what's not country music. I don't want to do that. I'd rather just tell you that, there's a lot of talented people who are doing it. There's a lot of talented people who like to, you know, put out their, put out their library of music and see how it, you know, spaghetti to a wall, kind of see how it sticks. And Nashville is a whole different animal. It's like, everybody's like, Oh, you play country music in LA. Why don't you move to Nashville? I want to move to Nashville. Well, the weather's amazing here. <laughs> I'm, outside of, I'm outside of PF Chang's right now. Come yeah. on. Man. It's like, it's amazing. It's I, I, so I've been blessed. I've had a lot of great opportunities out here that I think anybody else, um, you know, if I lived in Nashville, I wouldn't have, I would have never gotten. And uh, the market is growing. It's just growing. And, and so we, as a band, um, went from playing a lot of the bars and a lot of like, you know, we played like the, the late night set at Wayfair on a, like a four band bill or like the first band, we did the opening band to like starting to do our own shows and produce our own shows. And so that's kind of the evolution of the band. And um, I put out two EPs that didn't do very well. And I think it was just because 
Um, one, I had no idea what I was doing and I had no idea what I wanted to say, but now finally it took me 37 years to kind of dial in what I want to say. And the guys and I over the last year have written for an album and we're really proud of it. And Steve has a song in there with us that Steve and Robert have a song in there with us that we're really proud of. And it's cool, man. It's, it's, it's kind of surreal. Like, dude, why did it take me 37 years? But (laughs) fucking that's how long it took so it takes the time it takes i think about uh the robert john journey is very much so we've put out 10 records or something like that and you just make that's mistake after mistake after mistake and sometimes you make stuff good by accident and you don't know why and sometimes it's a good launch by accident and you don't know why and you just try to keep learning whatever those things are and Mm -hmm. so I, a lot of the old punk bands I used to listen to be they used to just say like, uh, "We were never good. Our only secret weapon was not breaking up." <laughs> so <laughs> when I think about it, the fact yeah. that like all you need to do is just like keep making music and you'll figure it out eventually, you know. <laughs> Honestly, uh, you guys are operating at a higher level, though. I mean, I, you guys have put out a large library of music. I mean, I'm just kind of just now starting to like, but I think. From I, I work a full time job, but I think to, in order to put out quality music, you have to put the time in, and you guys have put the time in. You guys have, you know, I mean, countless hours rehearsing, countless hours writing. I mean, I, I can't even imagine how many hours Steve has logged in a in a studio. I mean, it's like mind blowing. So for me, it's it's time. It's you know, it's it's energy, and so I'm just kind of starting to kind of put my feet in the water in that sense, and so it's cool to talk to you guys and kind of see the evolution of you guys as well. Um, from the first album, forgive me for not knowing the name, the one where the piano's burning in the desert. Um, that's that fire al- started. Yeah. 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 Fire started. That album is that's dude. That album's amazing. And we played a show in 2014 with you guys. I don't think anybody was in the band except for Steve. Yeah. At Andrew, Commonwealth. Yeah. yeah. Commonwealth lounge. Bob, yeah, Bobby Soul was booking the thing, and it was like a it was like a Thursday night in Fullerton. And <laughs> I invited I invited every single chick I knew. I was like, hey, like, can you come out, freaking, like, come see the band? And and we sucked, and you guys killed it. And all the chicks basically stayed for you guys. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go home and cry myself to sleep. Now. <laughs> but it was uh, it was a lot of fun, dude. And and, and it's cool to see. I mean, you guys are in Europe now. You guys are in, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see that evolution. And, um, what, what, tell me about this tour. Like, so you guys rescheduled everything you guys rescheduled, you know, obviously with COVID. So you're heading back to Europe when September. Wow. Cool. If everything goes according to plan. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Fingers and, crossed. And some of those dates, I mean, before COVID happened, we had a, a run that was from May, the beginning of May to like July 12th. So I think we had 64 dates that we were doing yeah. in Europe. They got re- that at first got rescheduled to 2020 or some of them got pushed to like later in the year when we thought that COVID was like maybe like a couple months thing or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then those ended up getting pushed to the next year, 2021 which didn't happen this year. They got pushed to the following year. So like I was talking to our, our our European tour manager and he's like, I think I've booked like 200 dates that, that never happened. It's like almost like 
just just the amount of effort it goes into rescheduling and just having to go back to each venue for 65 venues and going, all right, what does your schedule look like next year? Or what about this time in September? And um, yeah, I told him, I was like, you should make ghost merch for like that and just like sell like a funny, like here's all the dates that, but yeah. Never happened. Yeah. Shout out to Manny. He's, he's been putting in a shit ton of effort, uh, keeping that train going out in, uh, in Europe. And uh, you know, he's, he's the, he's the sort of smart guy who goes, Hey, when, when things are going again, like this is going to be crazy. Like there's no, there's no reason to wait. Like we, you know, we, we want to be on top of this. So when things do get going again, we're not in a competition to get into these venues. And again, shout out to him for rebooking some of these shows three or four times, but yeah, we're supposed to be out in September, 2021 this year for, well, pretty and, much the entire month. and Dan going back going back to your point of like you know like that we you know put out a record you know our, our discography and stuff like that came from Manny too because we had our, our fire started was 2011 we did uh, breaking down the road as a split vinyl with Jeremiah Red like in 2012 and then glory down glory Rhythm, down was Rhythm of the Road EP in 2013 oh Rhythm of the Road that's right and then uh, we did like the Red Bull sessions that we didn't release on disc until uh, the uh, Wreckage Volume 1 um, and then Glory Bound was 2015 and right. since and that was the first record that we toured Europe on and so Manny right. was like completely instrumental in like, dude, you guys got to get the fire under your ass. Like you need a new like record every time mm-hmm. that you go, that you come out here so that you have something new to push to drive ticket sales, to drive merchandise, to, yeah. you know, really keep it up. And so be been, a, be a, be a band. Not yeah. one of these artists that drop something like every three years. It's like, dude, I know. I mean, I'm not fucking Jay-Z. I can't just like drop an album every three years yeah. and expect people to go ape shit. You know, it's like, come on, dude. Like, I get it. It makes sense. And that's awesome that he set you guys up like that. Am I allowed to say F-bombs on here, by the way? I've been oh, dropping. fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah you're good. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be disrespectful. Um, but that's awesome that you guys are able to do that. And I think I asked you, Steve, what your favorite place to play was in Europe, but... What about you guys? Like Henry, what's your what's your favorite place in Europe? What, what do you love? Uh, Spain and Sweden and Holland. Yeah, you said Spain too, huh, Steve? Mm. Yeah. This is it because of the women? There, oh, the women are just diabolical there. Huh? They're just gorgeous. Uh, I would say in Sweden more more often than not. Uh, oh yeah, but I mean they're kind of <laughs> everywhere, you know. Right. It's, it's, no, I think. And and as far as like uh, the venues, like what's the like just the most insane venue you guys have done i mean as far as just like energy in the room like just the minute you stepped on it was just insane spain is like that i would say right like yeah like a a lot of the venues in spain are kind of more divey or like punk bar ish but but the energy in those places kind of goes pretty nuts uh like on a dime like if this people are dancing like immediately like it, uh, it kind of has the slide bar vibe without sounding like crap, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know how it sounds to the oh, crowd, but it must sound good if they're dancing. Yeah, hell yeah, that's awesome. They, they definitely show up to party, and you know, like they, yeah, they they come like you know determined to have a wonderful time, and that energy that that feeds from the crowd, you know, that may or may not have anything to do with us, especially if we've never played in that town before. Like just 
elevates us to another level because we have something to react to and to play off of. You know, well, I think I think over there people actually care about music more than they do here. Oh yeah, like they care about live music more. You know, especially southern rock and blues and like I mean, blues is obviously huge in Europe already, but like to ele- you know to put in the elements of southern rock and kind of what you guys do, like rock and. It's just, dude, I mean, they're, they're guaranteed to to kind of love what you do. I don't know how the vibe is with country over there. I think it's obviously like rock country kind of, which is more of what I do. I don't know if it's um, received as well as something like outlaw country, like guys like Sam Outlaw and some of these other guys that I know that do more of like outlaw country or indie country. It's like teeters on the line of like Americana. Mm-hmm. I know that does well over there, but... Um, I mean, a lot of the Nashville guys don't play over there, except for like C2C, that big European festival. They play that one. Um, but it's um, it's cool to see, like, I mean, you guys are getting to see the world, man. That's that's shit. What else? What's what's better than that? That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah excited to get back to it for sure, man. Absolutely. The outlaw country and all those genres that you were just talking about, too, I think are are big like in the UK too. Cause we played this, this mm-hmm. festival called the Ramblin' man fair. And they had a, they had a whole outlaw country stage and there was like, and like we played on the, I don't, I think we played on like the Southern rock stage and then they had like the main rock and, and you could tell just like the way that the crowds were going, it was everybody just goes to every single stage. And like, there's not like, there wasn't too big of a, like a segregation between like, Oh, we don't like this sort of music. It was like everybody was just kind of like, "Hey, this is you know." You can see Foreigner, and then walk over here and yeah. see an outlaw country band, and everybody is just packed and having a good time. And you That's know, awesome. Yeah, I would assume you you guys would do really well out there. Oh fuck yeah, we'd have fun. I mean, we, we, dude, we'd have a lot of fun. I mean, I, I do. Let, let me ask you this: from being on stage, and I mean, because obviously you guys are seeing the crowd. Is the because in a, in I feel like in America everybody's like just glued to their phone right and so they're constantly trying to take Instagram video or take pictures or take selfies or whatever they're on their phone half the time you know it's like you question whether or not they're actually enjoying the concert experience out there is it the same vibe is it the same energy or is it is it different mm. what do you guys think yes uh, it's uh, it just yes. depends on the age group of the audience. Also I feel that, like yeah. um, our we audience older, skews a little bit older anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah an and then crowd. they're less glued to their phones in general. You know what I mean? They're yeah. there to watch shows like they used to when they were kids, you know? Yeah. And then if I go to a show now, I'm the same way where I don't like to take pictures. I'm there to be there and like watch music, you know? Oh, yeah. But uh, I think the younger the audience gets, the more you see the selfies and stuff like that. If we're yeah. ever playing out in Orange County somewhere that's more of like a festival, like, We'll probably see that sea legs or whatever when we play over there. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you will. a bunch of kids, you know, with their phones and stuff like that. But then you almost have to just like lean into it and you can't make it all oh, about no. you. You're the show. So you have to like give them something to take a picture of. I'm going to do something stupid so that you can like, you know, yeah. have your little Instagram moment or whatever. I'm going to play with my the... face on the keyboard, you know, again. <laughs> I don't like want people taking video. I always mind the people that are back face to you taking a selfie with the stage. Mm-hmm. At that point, I'm ready to throw a drumstick and just knock the phone out of someone's <laughs> hand. Cause I'm like, this isn't your show. You didn't do anything except show up. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, that, that like to me, that the reason why I asked that question, cause it's kind of a dumb question, but I asked the question because 
a couple of the concerts that I've been to just out here. I mean, I love, I don't know about you guys. I'm sure you do. I love still like going to concerts and just sitting and watching the show. It's my favorite thing. Dude. Yeah. I learned, and I actually don't like, I mean, like you guys have had the opportunity to see a lot of great bands and like, you know, if you're on the same festival with them, they offer you the opportunity to be backstage or side stage. You can watch the show from the side stage. But what I love is I love being out in the crowd with everybody else because the energy and the emotion and everything. And like, so that's why I ask that question is because sometimes I'll notice like, like you said, Orange County, I think it might be an Orange County thing, but, um, I still get a lot of, I mean, I know like you guys, I got a lot of badass fans that come out and they're just, they're in it. Like they're like balls deep filling the beat kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like this from the get go, from the minute the kick drum starts, it's, 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 it's a party. So I think it's, that's kind of why I was wondering like with Europe, if it's a different ball game, because I always wondered that I know that people over there love live music and they just, they, they go out to hear live music. Like that's their night, you know, like, yeah. which I think is so cool. And, uh, you, you know, it's something that I've noticed with the, like how we're kind of saying, we kind of have like an older demographic in some of these places too, is you don't get a lot of like, selfie phone things but you get a lot of people with really nice cameras yeah and there's almost like <laughs> nice. you can go tour like germany and you don't need to bring a photographer because like there's five people in the cam in the crowd that have like a camera and they're taking good pictures and they tag you on facebook and yeah they and come up to you after the show and like seem- ask for your email and like hey where can i send these and <laughs> Yeah, is this okay here's, if I post like some of these? Up? That's when you start handing out cards to the audience. Like, here's my card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Send, send me that photo that you just took. Yeah, yeah that's dope. That's rad, dude. So, so it's kind of interesting, Dan. So what? What's what's the favorite? What's your favorite place that you've played? Honestly, man, I love I love festival stages. I love like the yeah. big outdoor festival stages, just because uh, um, you know it's everybody's there. Every, I feel like with festivals, they're definitely there for the music, right? They're there to hear some music. So, um, I love, I love that. And I love, um, I've had some great shows at house of blues. Uh, I actually played probably one of my favorite shows is house of blues, San Diego. I just Mm. love that room, dude. I don't know what it is about that room. It's, it's the older house of blues setup, like with a lot more wood and like Mm -hmm. just the acoustics in there is bitching. And, uh, I think that night that we played there, I think it was 2019. We played with Randy Rogers. It was a Texas band. Nice. We played with a lot. Yeah. We played with a lot of the Texas country bands that come out here. And, um, it was a killer night, dude. We had like, that was probably one of my favorite, favorite nights just because that room sounds so good. But yeah, man, I, I mean, at this point it's like, just point me in which direction I need to go. You know, I can play anywhere. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's all good. Um, yeah, what excites you now? What are you like? Uh, like is, the writing's good. What are some bands or people that you're listening to now? It doesn't have to be like brand new, but like who just inspires you these days? You know what I mean? Uh, non-country. Uh, yeah, and whatever you're into. Yeah. Uh, non-country would probably be, there's a guy named Patrick Droney who I think is really good. I don't know if uh, you guys have ever heard of him, but he's really he's kind of like a so like John Mayer vibe, but he does lots of cool synth shit. He does like the guitar works pretty cool. I mean, um, I, I would say him, I would say I'm um, Jason Isbell, dude. That guy is yeah. Freaking beast. Insane. He's a beast. Just like everything, wrong. everything. Yeah. Everything he does. He's just great songwriter. Um, I, uh, 
I still like Kenny Chesney, even though he didn't, he doesn't write a lot of his songs. He's just, he picks good songs and he, you know, he's just got an iconic voice. So he's the Ozzy Osbourne of uh, country music. <laughs> I, I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. Except he dated Renee Zellweger. What, Zellweger is that how you say it? Really? I, I, don't, I don't, yeah. That's, it's, and then they broke up because there was rumors that he was gay. You know, I don't know. I don't, it's just, it's just a mess. But honestly, I would say, I would say Isbel. I mean, Bridget Jones uh, can turn any man gay. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, Tyler Childers, you guys, you guys heard of Tyler Childers? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's pretty damn good. Um, I like him. I like his stuff. Uh, and then there's a, a new guy out of Nashville. He's not country, but his name's Rustin Kelly. Who oh, Rustin Kelly's dope. Dude, yeah. I've been freaking addicted to that guy's records. Like I've just been spinning them on nonstop. He's just a hell of a songwriter. His lyrics. I mean, I, I like I said, I don't play. I'm not. I don't have the talent that you guys have. I, I just I like writing lyrics and. He's a hell of a storyteller, so I, I like his stuff. What about you guys? What's uh, what's new on the docket for you? Funny you should mention that. We do a segment usually where we have some music going. So do you mind if Henry talks about a song that he usually plays? Go for it. Uh, Go on, Henry. Uh, well, anyway. I've been doing this uh, lately um, because I'm sort of running out of spontaneous stuff. So I've been picking a more <laughs> historical spin on things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last like couple weeks, I've just pick it, been picking stuff based on date. And, um, if you are anywhere past the central time zone in the United States, uh, it is now Tuesday, May 11th. And, um, as of May 11th, it is the birthday of Eric Burden, who is, in my opinion, one of the greatest, uh, most influential British singers, um, very iconic in the British invasion uh, with the Beatles and Rolling Stones uh, with his group, the animals. And um, I want to listen to two of his songs actually today uh, that I think kind of sort of cement his influence. Uh, And he's, he's not referred to in the same vein as like a Paul McCartney, but I think he's, he's up there in importance. Um, So the first song is from his initial group, which is Eric Burden and the Animals, uh, it's called Monterey, and it is about the 1967 Monterey Pop Festival. Ooh. And uh, the second song is called Spill the Wine, and it is from Eric Burden and War. Uh, if you know the funk band War, Eric Burden initially formed that band uh, in late 69. I had no idea. That's crazy. Yeah, That's dope. Because yeah. he was living in San Francisco at the time. And... Uh, formed war uh later left the band obviously and they went off and did their own thing and he did his own thing but he did two albums as their principal lead vocalist uh and we're gonna we're gonna listen to some some stuff right now uh yeah it'll be fun here we go hell yeah
strolling one very hot summer's day When I thought I'd lay myself down to rest In a big field of tall grass I lay there in the sun And felt it caressing my face As I fell asleep And dreamed I dreamed I was in a Hollywood movie And that I was the star of the movie This really blew my mind The fact that me An overfed, long-haired, leaping gnome Should be the star of a Hollywood movie Hmm But there I was Hmm I was taken to a place The Hall of the Mountain King I stood high up on a mountain top Naked to the world In front of Every kind of girl There was long ones Tall ones Short ones Brown ones Black ones Round ones Big ones Crazy ones
Happy birthday, Eric Burden. 80 years old today. Still kicking. Damn. That's rad, dude. 83. And he's still gigging, right? Uh, I would, I, I think so. I mean, he's been doing stuff recently. Uh, I, I don't think he's like retired or anything. Spitfire, Spitfire, Spitfire. Oh, dude, that's so good. Probably, yeah, most likely. Um, I, I, I would say probably within the last ten or twelve years or so, he probably would have done something like that. Dang, dude, both of those Charging. songs like it. That's rad, that? man. I said both both of those songs were really rad and like just the way that they presented like the the back and forth between the instrumentation and like the narrative. Yeah. You, know, you don't well, see that well, a lot, man. Like Yeah. As far as like the speak singing type of stuff, like that was really dope, dude. That's cool. Like what what song have you heard other than that that ever starts with just a whisper? Right. You know? like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's also like kind of a dude. product of its time as well, yeah. you know, like like in the late '60s, like it was, it was kind of like people were trying to expand the narrative of like what albums meant and stuff like that, and yeah, the whole Acid Generation, Summer of Love kind of thing, like really, really spin stuff on its head. So it was like total reaction to that sort of thing. And obviously, if, if you know me, you know that I go crazy for that entire period of stuff, and yeah. I'm a total freak when it comes to the psych rock thing. So, um. Yeah, it's just a cool chapter of it, and and I think um, a lot of people know Eric Burden from maybe one thing or this side or the other thing, or maybe have him pegged as this one thing. And it's like he's done a lot of stuff. He's a really prolific uh, performer, and in, in, uh, specifically at that time period of like the, the British invasion and stuff, he's a really uh, influential figure. And me being a giant Hendrix nut, um, they were good friends actually. Um, one of the last bands Jimi Hendrix jammed with before he died in 1970 was actually War um, with Eric Burden. So there's there's a so little cool. bit of a chapter there in history that like I naturally gravitate towards. It. And obviously, like you know, I don't sing a lot, but when I do sing, um, I definitely I definitely consider Eric Burden a big influence for me in the way that I approach uh, specifically like live performance and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the way that he phrases and the way his voice compliments the style of music he does i was gonna uh, say in, in the phrasing man i can totally tell yeah the phrasing that's dope i'm not gonna lie I, I thought one of you guys were whispering at the beginning of that so i don't i've never heard that whisper <laughs> part and i was like who the hell is doing that i was trying to figure out i thought i, I thought henry was like <laughs> somebody turned the camera off they're like, just what? fucking with me right now yeah yeah it's 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 the album version it's pretty dope dude i that's awesome. So you, so I, so you're a big Hendrix guy. I mean, honestly, man, yeah. like I watching your solos, I've just, I've never actually got to see you play live with oh, RJ sure. Rec. Yeah. Um, I've only watched videos, but obviously a lot of face melting solos and oh, thanks, stuff man. like I that. Appreciate like, just, that no, man. dude, you're, you're a monster. No, for sure. I, Thank I you, honestly, I can't wait to see you guys, uh, in action. Cause I've seen, I've seen a couple different versions of the band and it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be cool to, uh, I, I was actually there the night you all did the, uh, you did the Eagles tribute at the Wayfair. That oh, was okay. Oh yeah, yeah. That I was, was yeah. also I was also in the audience at that show. You were on in the audience. Okay, all right, right on. Fair was that, that was that the same night that you did the Hendrix thing? Columbo Columbo did. What was the band that Columbo the band. did? Some, the band. They did the band. That's right. And I was I was playing drums for them. Yeah. What a what a one eighty. Yeah, crazy. I was, I was playing drums for them, and then I and then I plugged in my guitar shit and played for the Eagles set. 
There's like so much work went into that night. <laughs> that was awesome, though. That was a really, really good night. When you guys started Seven I, Bridges I think so. Road, when you guys started Seven Bridges Road, hold those kids right here. I got a semi chub. Honestly, that that was badass when you guys did that song. I was like, dude, if you can do Seven Bridges Road and you can nail the harmony from the minute you start the song, <laughs> fucking, I'm gonna buy each of you a beer. I think I tried to. And, I think I tried to, and then you guys were like, "No, you're too drunk. Go home. You're too drunk to eat this chicken. <laughs> Go home." Yeah, you wipe um, the tears uh, off your face. If we turned out a beer, it meant that we were too drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a yeah. that was a fun night though. That was really cool. I mean, it's, it's so cool to see, you know, a band who writes their own music kind of inherit somebody else's catalog and say, "We're going to try to interpret this and, and make it our own." And that's really cool. So, um, I want to say thank you to Steve and to Robert and to you guys. I mean, and to Hampton Productions for booking this uh, this. Saturday. I'm, I'm stoked to be at the hangar. I, I saw you guys played there a couple times. It looked like a good old time. Oh, it's going to yeah. be so fun, man. You're going to love it. Anybody man. who doesn't know, Daniel is playing this Saturday at Hangar 24 for Music Ooh. on the Runway, 6 to 9 p.m. in yeah. Irvine, California. Good times guaranteed, or else you can go home. I want to know who's going <laughs> to baby is it? Because I've seen pictures of somebody bringing their baby wearing headphones. Oh, that's <laughs> oh yeah. That, I mean, like he he lifts he lifts him up to the band like like Simba from the Lion King, and it's like yeah. ah, and it's like he there's a there's like I've seen several different photos of this baby, iconic baby like with headphones <laughs> being raised up to the band. It's pretty awesome. So, so that's our buddy Mike. Uh, that uh, he's he's been subbing in for me. Uh, nor- normally, I do sound for the hangar events, uh, and I'm running front of house okay. and stage managing for for the events. And uh, nice. So when I'm on stage or if I'm out of town, Mike comes in and he's got a brand new daughter uh, that's uh, just so cute. And so he's there with his kid, and they got the you know the the child's headphones and stuff on and. 100%. And he's sitting there, you know, running sound off of my an iPad and stuff, and and uh, his so wife, cool, dude. Amy, is just absolutely amazing. And they come out and hang out for the events and stuff, and and yeah, it's it's been really, really, really fun. But I'm going to be running sound for you guys on yeah. uh, on Saturday, which I'm pumped, dude. No, dude, I'm I'm excited for you. First fun. of all, I'm excited to hang with you and have a beer with you. That'll be I fun. know. And and second of all, no, it's a place of music, and dude, I mean that. That, talk about like having like as a kid having like a next level childhood experience. Like my first concert was John Denver when I was five. Nice. So that's you know like he's this kid this this girl's getting to see Robert John of the Rack at like not even one years old. Like she's or no she's well, she's got to be over one or something. But she's got the headphones on the the protective headphones. And such a cool thing. No, that, that that kid's like so cool, like, like brand new. <laughs> yeah. She's like five yeah. months or something. Five, five months or yeah. something. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. That's so, That's so cool. No, I, I, it's well, they, they're doing a great job. I'm really excited. First of all, any concert you can bring your own lawn chair to, I'm sold, dude. You have me a lawn chair, like I'm good. <laughs> give me, give me a beer and a lawn chair, like yeah. Saturday night. That sounds on. like a country yeah, song I mean, right there, man. Give me a beer and a lawn chair. <laughs> Shit, hold on. Let me go to my notes real yep. quick. <laughs> no, no, dude. No, no I'm writing it down right now. I'll put, I'll put, I'll put it in the. I refuse. Notes, I refuse. But um, 
I'm excited, man. It's going to be cool to uh, to see what you guys got coming up with the record. I can't wait to hear it. And um, I mean, just from my experience with writing with you and Robert, I mean, you guys can you guys can write a damn song for sure. And so, oh, likewise, I'm excited man. to see what you guys. Holy shit, I'm excited to see what you guys come up with, and I'm excited for you guys to hear my stuff too. Like it's it's um, you know, it's definitely. It's like baby. It's like that movie Swingers with Vince Vaughn. It was like babies all grows up, you know. Like I feel like <laughs> I finally kind of found a little. Like I, I know what to do a little bit, so it's cool. And, and I appreciate you having me be a, a part of this night and being a, being on the podcast, dude. Of course, thank you for joining us. Yeah, for sure, man. I will see you. Uh, I'll see you on uh, Saturday, Mr. Yes, Jordan. sir. And uh, and and Hank, Andrew, and, and Ward, thank you so much, guys, for letting me be a part of Thanks it. Thanks for being here, Daniel. Of course. Here. Look forward to seeing yeah, you in no, the flesh, sure, having a beer. Hanging. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. No. And uh, everybody, no, that'll be a good time. Everybody in the uh, in the chat here, and also uh, in uh, that's listening on Spotify or Apple Music Podcast, please do uh, click the links in the description below. And uh, make sure that you uh, go check out Daniel Bonte and the Bonafide on Spotify. Um, click all the links, follow all the things that they link to, and uh, it's it's going to be a rad show on Saturday if you guys are around and can make it to Irvine, California, where you're within driving distance and uh, you know able to do so safely. Uh, please come out and hang out with. Uh, at least I'm going to be there. Dan's going to be there. Warren's going to be there. And uh, come say what's up and listen to some really fucking great music from Daniel Bonte and the Bonafide on Saturday at Hangar 24 in Irvine, California. It's going to be amazing. Hell yeah. Woo. Much love, guys. Yeah, brother. And I will see Thanks, you dude. on uh, on Saturday. Thanks, guys. I hope to see you guys soon. Likewise. Likewise, man. Kicking ass. We'll talk to you guys you soon. Likewise, man. Yeah, brother. Peace. Yeah, man. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, have thank a great you. night. All right, Mike. What well, do we have coming up, guys? We are playing at Sea Legs in Huntington Beach, which is awesome because Henry has a ton of family in Huntington, and I'm sure that family will be thrilled to come out. We'll see you there, they Trish. Are. They're, <laughs> and they Eric. Saying they're going to bike out to the beach and, and see it. And uh, it's actually going to be pretty close to where I, where I live, so that'll be cool. You're going to bike out. Look as it gets. <laughs> I could take all my shit on a bike. Yeah. But yeah, Sea Legs in Huntington Beach, California. It is a rel- relatively early set. I believe we play from like two to five. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Southern California, come check us out. And then after that, we are playing a fun uh, Kansas City barbecue competition in Big Bear. It's called the Big Bear grill and chill KC barbecue competition. That is the 29th. Is that a Sunday or a Saturday? It's Memorial day weekend in big bear Saturday, Saturday night, yeah. Saturday <laughs> guaranteed good times, big bear Memorial day weekend. And then, um, I mean, I guess I could announce it on here. I think the next show we have after that is a special one for us because we're going to be at the cliff in Laguna beach on the 4th of June. Wow. I hear that the cliff wow. hasn't even announced that. I keep talking to Laguna people and they're like, when is live music coming back at the cliff? And when can we see you down there? So, so that's for you. You probably heard it here first. I'm pretty sure that is good to go. I, I don't think they've announced it yet. 
maybe it was a sneak peek, but it's coming up here in a couple of weeks. And we, I don't know, there may be some tears at that show. We, I can't wait to get back to the cliff. So yeah. anyway, and again, if you're listening or uh, you're late to the live recording of this, all of our songs, all, all of our shows are listed on Songkick and Bands in Town. That is the easiest way to track all of our dates. So go to Songkick yeah. and Bands in Town. Search Robert John Rec. Yeah, and uh, and if you guys are around town on uh, Sunday, I'm starting up a new thing, and I'm just going to shamelessly plug it here. Uh, but Henry is going to be there with me uh, this this weekend. Uh, we're doing a fundraiser for Sweet Relief Musicians Fund uh, that my trio, uh, Steve Major Trio's SM3, is going to be hosting. And we've got uh, Henry playing some uh, original music and Adam Dip playing some original music. And we've got uh, some other special guests coming up uh, that's going to be really cool. And we're starting that and doing that every Sunday that we are in town. Um, and then I'm going to find other people to cover for that. But it's all just to, to build the community back up as things get back open. Please come and, and do so safely and do so, you know, uh, to just come back, give back a little bit. Everything goes for, for a good cause to raise uh, uh, money and funds to musicians in need through Sweet Relief Musicians Fund. And that's going to be every Sunday, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. throughout the summer. That starts uh, this coming Sunday, May sixteenth, which is going to be super dope. So, is that at a place or is it online? That's at the Wayfair. And Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And uh, yeah, so at the Wayfair here in Costa Mesa. So if you're around town, please do come through. It's going to be uh, no dark door charge. Um, it's going to be uh, you know five dollars suggested donation just to go to the charity and and raise money for a good cause and uh, come listen to some original music from people that you love and uh, love you back. So that's going to be Sunday super nights at the Wayfair are dangerous. I know. That's when all the bad things happen. Well, karaoke is karaoke starting. It's up yet, starting back no? up in June. So we have a couple weeks and I'm, I'm really excited because uh, we're going to do uh Hopefully, uh, turn it into a little bit of a jam at the end of it. As long as people are there, we'll keep it going. Because um, somebody gets pregnant do... every way- Sunday night at the Wayfair, <laughs> no, right, right here. Yeah, if legend is correct. If, yeah, if, if if the lore holds true, yes. <laughs> every bad story we have at the Wayfair usually happens on a Sunday, not like so, on a big show night. So come be a part of it. Sunday six to nine, starting this Sunday. It's going to be super fun. And uh, to close us out tonight, we've got Dancing Away From Me from Daniel Bonte and the Bonafide. Um, so please be good to each other out there and go click all the links in the description. Be good to each other and get wrecked. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. Talk on a Friday night Two stepping to some cowboy songs Drinking whiskey over ice She used to be my sweetheart 
Out there on that floor Side by side we were so in love But then I let her go And now she's dancing While I'm standing still Paying no mind of all the pain I feel Two stepping across my heart Quick, quick, slow till I'm falling apart But these two left feet never got it right So I'm spinning now and she's spinning back Making nice to some other guy like I can't see She's dancing away from me Staring back into my sense of night I left And just hearing her name Hits me like a sledgehammer to the chest I knew one day I'd find her In the arms of another man Knocking till by half He's got her smiling That I don't stand a chance Cause now she's dancing While I'm standing still Paying no mind Across my heart Quit, quit, slow Till I'm falling apart But these two left feet Never got it right So I'm spinning now But she's spinning back Making eyes to some other guy Like I can't see She's dancing away from She's dancing while I'm standing still. Pain. 